Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What up, what up, what up? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. We're live and we're breaking down this 2022 signing class for Colorado State football obviously it's it's still the early period it's still growing they've got open scholarships it's this number is going to go up as we get a little bit closer to spring ball uh, but I'm, I'm gonna kind of dive into the class as a whole talk about you know what stands out about it talk about what we heard from Jay Norvell at his press conference and I'm just gonna kind of leave you with some final thoughts on transition in general because I think with change, it, it's an exciting time, but a lot of people are impacted both positively and negatively, so we'll kind of have to dive into that. And then we'll wrap up with some hoops talk because we've got another big neutral site game on Saturday. CSU men's basketball out in Fort Worth facing Tulsa. If you remember back a couple years ago, we had a double or maybe it was triple overtime even. I believe it was double overtime game against Tulsa. Isaiah Stevens goes off in that one. Really when that uh, that team started to kind of turn the corner, I feel like, during Isaiah Stevens and David Roddy's freshman year. Um, but like I said, first we are going to be talking about this 2022 recruiting class. Something to keep in mind for our homeowners. With prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market right now, I mean, you know how stressful trying to buy a house is. If, especially in Colorado. It's just, it's crazy out here, guys. The housing market... It is absurd, so let my friends Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress. They're just going to take some of that worry off your plate in general. They've got a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. Most importantly, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. One last time, go to dnvrmortgage.com or call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Um, I'm going to play a clip here. We, we had a chance to meet with Jay Norvell. Big thank you to CSU Football for giving us the zoom option obviously yesterday there was like 80 mile per hour winds it was it was chaos all the way along the front range you know safety first i appreciate them for accommodating us down in the metro area when it comes to this that drive is already crappy enough on i-25 factor in 100 mile per hour winds i ain't trying to die that way um 
This is a clip from uh, Jay Norvell, and it's just kind of talking about the state of the roster, and there's going to be a lot of change that comes with it. So I'm going to go ahead and play it for you, and then I'm going to kind of dive into this class as a whole. But I feel like this audio clip kind of sets the tone for, for what we're talking about today. You know, we had to really uh, evaluate how the players fit into our offensive schemes okay. and our defensive schemes. I think that was really important. And the thing that came very apparent to me that there's going to be a lot of significant changes on this roster. Um, I wouldn't say it's a complete overhaul, uh, but it's significant. Um, some of the positions don't reflect what we do at all and what we need to do uh, uh, offensively moving forward. Um, and, you know, and I think these press conferences are a great opportunity for us to connect to our fan base and really communicate where we're at. Um, you know, for example, the wide receiver room, they only had five receivers. We can't even practice unless we have 12. All right. So I, I really like that quote from Jay Norvell because I think it was an honest assessment of the situation. Obviously, there's a lot of change that's going to come with this roster. This was a team that was built to ground and pound to, you know, hopefully win in the trenches. It didn't exactly play out that way with, you know, the lack of success they had in the red zone and, you know, the inability to pick up short yardage situations and all that type of stuff. But clearly, I mean, I think anybody that looked at this situation coming in had to figure there's going to be roster turnover and that's kind of an unfortunate situation, obviously, because, you know, we're, we're all really excited at CSU. We want to compete at the highest level. We're, we're buying into what Norvell is selling. We believe in what they can build here, but that also means that some players that are currently on scholarship are, are going to get pushed out. It means other people that were offered scholarships, you know, they're not necessarily going to have them. And, I feel for those people. And so I'm going to get back into that later, but I just kind of wanted to, to set the tone and that's just that change is coming. I mean, it's, it's inevitable with, with the style change with the different coaches, but I, I just really want to drill that home. Um, diving into this signing class, they, they signed 22 players on Wednesday, which is pretty impressive. I mean, coming in, there were, you know, some guys that were verbally committed to Adazio at the moment, those offers are on hold, but they didn't have any verbals established by this current staff. Between Saturday and Wednesday, they're able to sign 22 players. They end up signing 11 FBS scholarships, uh, nine of which came from Nevada. That's obviously something that stands out. Um, I've never seen anything like this. I will say, I, I think that this is kind of the blueprint for college football moving forward, you know, with the way that the transfer portal works. I, I think it's going to be pretty common for coaches to take a lot of guys with them. I mean, that's always been the case when it comes to the staff. And obviously Norvell brought his entire offensive staff over here, some of the strength guys and recruiting people as well. But coming over from another Mountain West team, it made it really easy because the, the talent level translates. You know, I was talking about this with Dre before the last pod. Let's say Norvell had gotten the job at Oklahoma. Is he taking nine guys with him? Probably not, you know, probably more like three or four, but it's in the Mountain West. We know these guys can play. He knows that he doesn't like the current state of the roster, so he's looking at it and thinking, look, these guys, they want to stick with me. I have a relationship with them. I already, you know, have my expectations outlined. They are aware of it. They know what it takes to practice for us. They know what we expect, all of that stuff. It just makes it easier to hit the ground running and 
I'll be honest, you know, I, I do feel a little bit bad for Nevada fans. I mean, how pissed would you be as CSU fans if you were sitting here, let's say, you know, last year, you know, CSU was successful and then Utah State poaches their coach. That wouldn't happen with the budgets, but let, let's say that it did. And then all of a sudden you got to watch, you know, all this talent that you've seen develop under your program. Now, you know, jump ship, not for a bigger school, not, you know, to go back home, but for another team in your own conference. I understand that a little bit. And I felt I feel like Kim Norvell, Jay's wife, had a really nice tweet about this where she basically said, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, you know, I, I've seen some CSU fans kind of go back and forth, engage in negativity with the Nevada fans. You've got to understand that they're hurt. So it, there, there's just nothing to be gained from that situation. And, and honestly, it's something that I have to consider too. I've cracked a couple of jokes. You know, I've said sarcastic things back to Nevada fans that have been in my mentions, you know, like, oh, breakups are, are tough, you know, let it out. But the truth is, I do understand their frustration. And I think it's a it's a really terrible position to be in, especially given the fact that they had the talent, they had the coach. And the only reason that they didn't keep it moving forward was that they just have a university that's not quite as committed, you know, at least financially to the, the athletic success. They are seemingly trying to make up for that. They're upgrading the facilities and all that. Um, but anyways, I've, I've, I've gone way off the tangent here. 11 transfers in total, a couple of offensive linemen, nine from Nevada, and, and we'll get into that more in a sec. Uh, a couple other things that stand out just as far as the numbers go, 19 offensive players. If you're, you know, sitting here thinking, where's all the defense? Well, that's going to come. And Norvell talked about that. You know, he, he just felt like with the defensive coordinator not being hired yet and, and no defensive coaches, I mean, there's, there's no defensive coaches on staff at the moment. It doesn't make sense to go out and offer a bunch of defense, defensive guys. Now, a couple of these people, you know, they signed a couple of defensive ends, brought in a corner, A.J. King from Nevada. That all makes sense. But for the most part, he wants to work with this defensive coordinator and with the position coaches through the evaluation process. And then they'll kind of figure out, you know, which defensive players they want to end up offering moving forward. So it's kind of a, a wait and see process. I don't have any inside information at the moment as far as, you know, who CSU may be targeting for their defensive coordinator or something like that. I will say with the way that it's worked out, it, it feels like it's somebody that's currently obligated to f fill out either to finish out the season, you know, either in a bowl game or potentially like a position coach in the playoff or a B uh, New York six bowl or something like that. There, there's a, there's a lot of different possibilities. We will see once they get that defensive staff figured out though, then we will start to see more defensive players added. Uh, Norvell did add though. We should expect to see, cornerback be a big position of emphasis for this staff moving forward uh robert floyd announced today that he is entering the transfer portal he actually wasn't on scholarship walk on surprised that csu didn't give him one in the middle of the season if we're being completely honest uh brandon coleman i saw is in the transfer portal i've heard rashad ajayi is going to bounce as well so th they're definitely going to need some experience at that position you have some pieces that are intriguing at safety and in, in blackburn and howell and even Taiwan Francis, if he ultimately comes back, I think is a, a guy you can count on, especially down in the box. But they need corners, and, and they need them bad. Um, three quarterbacks. Surprising. You got you, you sign a couple of three-star guys with significant interest. Uh, Jackson Stratton was probably the most surprising to me, just given that he was the third guy signed after they had already landed Clay Millen and Braden Fowler and Nicolosi. Uh, Stratton... Had significant interest at one point, committed to Washington. Braden Fowler Nicolosi, gunslinger from Texas. He was committed to Norvella at Nevada, one of the many Nevada commits that ended up signing with CSU. 
much like the the transfer process and, and all the former Wolfpack players that Norvell was able to bring over, he also did a great job of you know poaching Nevada's recruiting class. And like he said, it makes sense. He had been recruiting these guys for months. He'd been working with them. He had relationships. He believed in their abilities. It makes sense that he would try and bring them to CSU, another school in the Mountain West, if he had that opportunity. The guy that everybody is excited about, though, and, and they should be excited about all these guys, but Clay Millen, man, four-star prospect at one point, ended up signing with Nevada, was originally committed to Arizona. Um, CU recruited him really hard, so I think you know CSU fans are excited about that possibility. I know we've got the showdown in 2023 so that game in boulder could be interesting you know that's year two under norvell hopefully at that point things are clicking you know if the if the rams could go into boulder and and you know win and and do it with a quarterback that cu wanted in the air raid like that'd be a really fun moment um but i'm i'm really excited about all these guys and i think it to land the the quarterbacks that fit your system is obviously massive you don't want to have to do one of those funky seasons where you just have you know like Hudson Teo, for instance, trying to run the air raid. It just, it wouldn't have clicked. Ram Nation should wish him well, and I've already talked about this, but, you know, it just, it wouldn't have clicked. 12 players from the state of California. They really established a West Coast footprint with this recruiting class. It makes a ton of sense, you know, given that they were in Nevada, that they were really recruiting California heavily, but we also see a a strong presence in Washington. Uh, Three Colorado kids, but that makes a lot more sense. You know, I just think culturally i think these players are gonna be able to adjust to life in fort collins much easier than guys from you know georgia louisiana what you still have to recruit the south you still have to try and go into florida and land players from the south when you can but in terms of just you know not experiencing culture shock i think coming from california is a lot easier transition than it is coming from massachusetts or you know some of the places on the east coast that adazio was recruiting it's also just a lot of talent there i mean they get makai fox four-star wide receiver out of Pasadena, second highest recruit to ever sign with the Rams, was originally committed to UCLA, visited Fort Collins last weekend, flips late. He is a massive, massive pickup, as are the guys that they're able to get out of Inglewood High School. He signed three different players from Inglewood, and uh, I'm not going to go and like name every single name and go through the class that way. If you want, I have a signing day tracker. I've also written two features on the class at this point, so a ton of information on it. But just establishing those West Coast roots and, you know, being getting people excited <laughs> after a three and nine season, I, I just think it's very encouraging to see CSU pulling guys that had high end Pac-12 offers that, you know, had offers from San Diego State, Boise State that could have gone to some of these top schools in the Mountain West. They're choosing to play for Jay Norvell at CSU. That's all really exciting. And on top of that, you have now reestablished your roots on the West Coast in California, which makes a lot of sense. You play a lot of games in California, so it's going to be easier to recruit there. And really, for the first time in a long time, have a tremendous presence in Los Angeles. And I want to shout out Chad Savage, the tight end coach for that. He seems to play a big role in their Los Angeles recruiting. You know, Norvell said at his his introductory press conference, a lot of people try to recruit Los Angeles, but they don't actually know how to do it. And it really seems like Norvell and Savage have the ability to go into these high schools and and pull out some of this top talent. And and I'm really excited to see how it pans out. Um, Six wide receivers, two tight ends, one running back, two defensive ends, defensive back. Six wide receivers is obviously significant. Torrey Horton uh, coming over in that process. Also, like I said, Makai Fox, the four-star. And you add Melquan Stovall, who's an experienced slot receiver from Nevada. You know, is 
he hasn't necessarily been productive in the same way that some of these other skill guys from the wolf pack have been but you had a guy that's familiar with the system he can help you transition into the air raid clearly you know the staff values him and trusts him all these nevada guys i mean whether it's looking at jacob gardner and gray davis along the offensive line or like aj king uh, the defensive back or you know looking in the backfield all these guys contributed for nevada and were likely going to be starters by my numbers they took seven potentially or seven estimated starters from that nevada team or seven projected starters i guess would be a better way to say it um that's wild man again understand the uh, understand the the bitterness from the nevada fans um you know, we talked about how they, they leaned in and established their roots between all of the Nevada transfers, between all of the West Coast guys that they had been recruiting heavily at Nevada. I think that's all going to benefit this staff moving forward. I mean, you've established those pipelines, right? At this point, like you can go into Inglewood High School in future years and be like, look, we signed these three guys and they're all making plays. Um, one of the things I'm really interested in is what will this offense look like in 2022 with so much change? You know, Clay Millen, for instance, is the assumed front runner to, to be under center, although I guess it's the pistol, so you're not technically under center. You know, I'd assume that Torrey Horton's going to start at wide receiver. I'd assume Gary Williams would start unless he transfers out. You know, in the running back, in the backfield, is it Avery Morrow or is it somebody like David Bailey or Vivens? You know, there's, there's a lot of moving pieces at this point still, and we're, we'll see based on you know, some of the receivers they bring in based on what happens with the transfer portal. Obviously, you're hoping to have Dante right back, Ty McCulloch back. You never know. They might go through winter workouts and decide it's not for them. Or, you know, they might go through spring ball and decide it's not for them. I do know that this team is going to look a whole lot different than they do right now. And uh, I'm going to close with that before we transition into basketball and also play one more clip. Um, Before I give my thoughts on that, though, I just want to say, I feel like this staff really understood the assignment. You know, they came in understanding that this is a fan base that is going to be, they need to be re-energized. You know, they need to be rejuvenated. They're killing it on social media. Norvell continues to say all the right things. And then they back it up with a killer recruiting class. It's not just saying a bunch of cliches. They're actually going out and they're producing results. And that's, you know, what CSU has just kind of been lacking for really a couple of years now. It's just the results, right? Like you say the things you say you want to be a top football program, but you don't go out and get the talent to do it. This staff, they're getting it done. And, and we'll see kind of how that plays out moving forward. And, and hopefully it actually leads to the success. But the early indication is is that the return on this, this hire is just going to be so great. Um, all right. That was a ton of information that I threw at you guys. I hope, you know, I wasn't rambling too much. And I hope you guys were able to follow where I was thinking. Um, but I will say... I just want to to wrap up the fo- football portion of this podcast with a couple of thoughts on roster turnover and just it's it's a tough situation like I said I mean we're all really excited right looking at all these flashy players that are coming over all the Nevada guys four-star recruits all that is great and you know all of that will hopefully lead to more victories for CSU in the future we all want CSU to be competitive but we also want CSU to do right by their guys and unfortunately you know universities they don't necessarily have to honor a four-year scholarship for four years you know that they, they give you it but they can pull it at any point and that's that's part of the process personally i feel like universities should have to honor those scholarships but the difference is i feel like the new staff should be able to come in 
and sign new guys. And if you, you know, have somebody that's no longer on the team, the school picks up that scholarship, but it doesn't count towards your 85. That's how it should be. That's not how it is. And because of that, it puts coaches in an awkward predicament and you have to be honest, you know, you have to be forthright. And I feel like Jay Norvell has done a really good job of that. There are going to be some stories that come out that are very sad where it's like, you know, this staff told me, you know, I, I no longer have a scholarship here. The staff told me to look elsewhere. And I feel for those players. I do, because while college football is a business, you know, it, it, it is a business. That's that's really what it is at the end of the day. The people that it's people that are most impacted, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And it's unfortunate. I feel for those guys. I feel for the high school players that are now being told, you know, you don't have a scholarship anymore. I feel for guys that are currently on the roster and are told, you know, you should look elsewhere because you're not going to play here but it's kind of a necessary evil if CSU is going to get where we want them to be. And if if they are, you know, we kind of have to trust Jay Norvell to manage the roster. And he talked about that. And I'm going to play the, the audio for him. You know, he's going to be unapologetic when it comes to this process because while these are difficult decisions, ultimately he knows that he is making them with the best interest of CSU football in mind. And because of that, while, you know, he feels for those players as well, you know, he knows that what he is doing is, is for the betterment of the program. And again, it, it's just a tough, tough situation. Like as excited as, as I am, I just want to acknowledge the fact that there are people that are going to get a raw deal out of this players, coaches, staffers, and that just comes with change. You know, it's, it's part of it. So here's our uh, second clip from Jay Norvell. And then after that, I am going to talk about some basketball, but I, I just felt like this was a really eloquent quote from him. And I just really respect his honesty throughout this situation. He's not dodging it. They had a bunch of roster turnover at Nevada. There's going to be a lot of roster turnover here. You know, it's not necessarily a total rebuild, but it's it's a pretty big overhaul. I also want to make this point. You know, uh, there's a lot of hard decisions that have to be made in this process and transition. Um, it's not my job to make everybody happy. It just isn't. Um, but I do have to say this, you know, since I became a head coach, people say, oh, you have to make these hard decisions. They're really not. Every decision that I have to make is what's what's best for the football team. And because of that, they're not hard. Um, you know, what's best for Colorado State football is every decision that I, I will make and I'll be un unapologetic of making them. Uh, it's my goal to make this program the very best it can be. And um, and so I'm going to be unapologetic of making those decisions. And and it doesn't always uh, endear you to everybody, but uh, it's it's it kind of comes with the position that I have. All right. So that that was Jay Norvell from his press conference yesterday. And again, I just, I, I respect the honesty because it is a difficult situation and there are difficult situ uh, difficult decisions that have to be made. We're entrusting him to do it. And, you know, he's being honest through that whole situation. I think that's admirable. Uh, a lot of football talk, but it's, it's, it's a pretty exciting time to be a basketball fan right now. I mean, the Rams ranked for the first time since January, 2015. Going to talk a little bit about that game against Tulsa on Saturday. Before we do, football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. With the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you're going to be a winner once a single point is scored. Excuse me. 
Uh, bet $1 on any team to score, you win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. DraftKings customers can also get some skin in the game with the same game parlay. This is, of course, where you combine multiple legs from the same parlay to get a bigger payout. I hit this past weekend on a Broncos same game parlay. First half, minus six and a half. Javante Williams, anytime touchdown score. Javante Williams, over 69 and a half rush yards. I'm all in on uh, this rushing tandem and going to do another same game with them this weekend. Combine combine and have some fun man DraftKings, they make it rain it's also safe secure and reliable best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want download that top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now use the promo code dnvr bet one dollar on any team to score win 100 in free bets if they score you score with the promo code dnvr this week at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only restrictions to apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and if you have a gambling problem Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Speaking of DraftKings, I'm just going to go ahead and give you my DraftKings pick of the week right now while I'm at it. I gave this out on DNVR bets today, but it's it's one I really believe in. I think these bull spreads are, are kind of wonky. A lot of times, I'm just going to bet on the team that wants it more. You know, sometimes you have a Power 5 versus a G5 team. If the G5 team is talented... I'm rolling with them just because these bowls, you know, it's an opportunity. Like if you're a Mountain West team going against a Pac-12 team, like Utah State going against Oregon State against in the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl on Saturday, Utah State, they're seven-point underdogs. You can get them to cover that at plus 100. I love that. I'm going to sprinkle the money line as well at plus 240. But at, at getting a full touchdown at plus money, I love that. I love this Utah State offense. I love their explosiveness. And I think they're really going to test Oregon State. They can run the football well. I don't know if they can beat Utah State in a shootout, though. Because of that, my DraftKings pick of the week, Utah State to cover that seven-point spread as underdogs in the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl, which is still funny to say. Um, Let's talk hoops, though, because it is a great time to be a Rams fan. Obviously, David Roddy, Mountain West Basketball Player of the Week last week. Congrats to him. CSU finally cracks the top 25. I, th- I thought I was going insane waiting for that to finally happen. They're 23 right now. And now you've got a game against Tulsa on Saturday to where it's it, it's a difficult one. This is of the neutral site games, Mississippi State, Tulsa, and Alabama. And Alabama's really a road game being played in Birmingham, but technically a neutral site game. I feel like this is the easiest, at least on paper. The thing is, while this game... It's not going to do a ton on a national level to improve your resume. You know, beating Tulsa isn't going to get you a whole bunch more respect or shoot you up the ratings or anything like that. What it can do, though, if you don't show up, if you blow this game and you lose, it could really damage your reputation. Like, this is a Tulsa team that's competitive. You know, like I said, it's it's it wouldn't be an awful loss or anything like that, especially on a neutral site. It wouldn't be a good one either, though. I mean, this is a team that's very meh defensively like and i'm I'm gonna talk about it here in a sec what i'm kind of looking for in this matchup but you know it's just an opportunity for the rams to keep the positive momentum rolling i mean at this point you finally crack the top 25 you've got a massive game coming up against the top 10 alabama team next week this is a nice chance to like kind of get a tune-up i mean it's it's in a neutral site it's basically empty you know if, if you that's the one disappointing aspect about these games and i think Jeff Goodman tweeted that 
you know, the Mississippi State game last week, as entertaining as it was, as high quality and competitive as that basketball game was, how much better would it have been on campus with rowdy students instead of being played in Fort Worth in front of, you know, 25 people and it just looks terrible, completely empty arena and TV. That's a whole side tangent. Uh, the Rams, they're up to 38 in Ken Palm. They have CSU winning 76 to 66. Tulsa currently 150th in Ken Palm. Um, again, this is just one of those where you kind of have to take care of business. And thus far, every time CSU has been in this position, they have. It's a long season, though. And, you know, slip-ups, they do happen. I, I would be shocked if at some point this year CSU didn't lose a game that they probably shouldn't have. You know, it's just part of the, the ebbs and flows of, of playing a college basketball season. A couple of things that I'm looking for in this game can Isaiah Stevens keep up this absurd run? Currently, I saw a stat today on Twitter, uh, courtesy ESPN. He's like the only player in the country with a 2-1 to one, um, assist-to-turnover ratio, just playing absurdly efficient and impressive basketball at point guard. I know that David Roddy gets all of the flash and all the attention right now, but Isaiah Stevens is one of the best players in the country, like point-blank period. It's not a shock to any of you guys. I know you know that, but... He, he's just doing things that are so rare. I want to make sure that I emphasize that enough. Um, CSU, they currently lead the country in effective field goal percentage, three-point percentage. They're top 15 in efficiency. Like I said, this Tulsa defense, they're not poor or anything like that, but they're also not great. And I feel like there's an opportunity for CSU to really run Tulsa off the floor. They just they don't have the same type of length that Mississippi State does. They shouldn't be able to bog up the lanes quite as well. And, and honestly, as as lanky and as athletic and difficult as it is to go up against Mississippi State, CSU, especially in that second half, did a pretty good job of creating transition opportunities anyways. Honestly, I just... Jirai Horn worries me a little bit. I mean, he did the rare start your career at Tulsa, go to CU, had a really good season for them last year, and now he's back at Tulsa to finish up his career. He can heat up in a hurry. You know, he has the ability to, to get hot from deep. He can get to the rim. Just a versatile scorer, and he's a guy who I respect. And, you know, I, I think I've made it clear at this point. I genuinely think CSU is a much better basketball team than Tulsa. The metrics do as well. But, again, it's just it's kind of wonky. I don't like playing in an empty gym. I don't like that it's a neutral side in Dallas. The one thing I do like about this CSU team is that it's just composed of, of so many mellow-headed individuals. Like, I got asked, am I worried about CSU feeling themselves a little bit too early now that they finally cracked the top 25? And... Honestly, I, I don't even think they care. Like, this is just the type of group of guys that are, you know, like, all right, that's that's neat. They know what it feels like to get left out on Selection Sunday. You know, they know what it's like to be the second team left out of the tournament. They're not going to start counting their eggs, you know, in December. We've got a lot to accomplish. And because of that, I feel like they take care of business. A um, couple more people I want to shout out real quick. Chandler Jacobs, one of the most improved players in the country, according to uh, some metrics. Go check that out on Twitter. I also want to shout out our guy, David Roddy, and we've got the holidays coming up. Look how gorgeous these shirts are, guys. It's turned out so clean. They pop. I mean, I can't wait to wear this with the black jeans, maybe a green flannel. It's going to look sick. Go check it out. You know, get it. Get it. Uh, we've got the Christmas boxes now, which are really, really cool. Just a great way to surprise the Ram fans in your life. Uh, final thoughts on this Tulsa game. Again, just an opportunity to keep the positive momentum rolling. I want to see Ken Stevens keep it up. I want to see who, you know, leads CSU in scoring on any given night. I mean, it might be Tanjay. It might be might be Roddy. It might be 
Jacobs. I'm still kind of waiting for that breakout Jacobs scoring game. He's been awesome defensively. And uh, I want to see how the seniors handle this one because I feel like they're finally starting to get healthy. They produced in a major way in that last game. I thought AT and, and Kendall Moore were, were just really big for, for pulling that upset over Mississippi State. Can they do it once again against Tulsa? And then obviously we've got a massive game against Alabama next week. And I'm, I'm just so excited to follow all this, guys. Like, I, I can't remember when CSU Twitter was this unified, when there was this much collective excitement from a fan base that's just experienced so much dejection over the last decade. It's finally our time, guys. It's finally our time. So enjoy it. Get a David Roddy shirt. These things are going to sell like crazy. Do not miss out. You don't want to miss out on how... Get a gift box. You can uh, get a couple of shirts. We'll even box it up for you. I mean, it, it's the perfect Christmas opportunity. You know, you get a subscription to DMVR, get some shirts. It's nice and aesthetically pleasing when you open it up. It's just a, it's a great way to celebrate the holidays, you know, whatever holiday you may be celebrating. I'm Justin Michael. This is the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Thank you to everyone that tuned in live. Thank you to everybody that listens in the podcast feeds as well. We'll have content throughout the week. Big game coming up on Saturday. We'll continue to follow recruiting, uh, transfer portal, all that stuff. Lots of movement happening when it comes to this CSU football roster. Um, Thank you to everybody that supports the content. It's been awesome these last couple of weeks to see everybody rejuvenated. 